gives us the direction through the Spirit of God who lets us pray. He says, Let us pray, Almighty of our living God, whom taught by the Holy Spirit, we again will call our Father. What a wonderful phrase. It's only the Holy Spirit that can teach you to call for the Father. Not just by mentioning the name Father, but calling Father from the heart of the child. You know, when the child says, Daddy, or Papa, it has a lot in it, wrapped up in that word, Daddy or Papa. And when we want to, when we place ourselves before God's presence and call him our Father, it must be in that context for it to make, you know, impact in the spirit. So he's saying that by his father, the Holy Spirit calls our Father. And so we pray that he brings to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption. What is the spirit of adoption? The spirit of adoption is that by eventual issues of Christ, by his passion, death, and resurrection, and our confessing Jesus to be the Lord of our life, the master of our soul, and being baptized. Were adopted from the regions of darkness into the regions of light. Amen? Amen. That's why now we are children of light and not the children of darkness. And Jesus now commands us and says, Let your light so shine. So you have a responsibility to make your light shine. Okay? That means allow the mystery that you have received that adoption to overwhelm your life and manifest the values of Christ. So now says we bring to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption because it's a progressive you know agenda. You grow into the adopted spirit. You grow in it. That's why this must be a Christian growth in our lives. And that says the adoption as your sons and daughters that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. The inheritance is not just part of the heaven. The inheritance starts from earth here. So you grow into the inheritance of all that has happened, or that all that has been crystallized on account of the future of God. That is why, poor God, if we do not invest in our Christian growth, the reality of the Christian grace will not be seen in our lives. Or unfortunately, this dimension of Christian life has been dull, the death has blinded from me, so I will think that by only prayer, Achieve a lot. Prayer only embellishes what has been nurtured by grace, by growth. It is what has been nurtured by growth that prayer, you know, you know, waters and makes strong. You see? So as you grow, you grow to inheritance. You grow into dominion. You grow into strength. You grow into prayer life. You grow into virtue of God. You grow into all this, and then they come back and pass of your existence. And so it was a deliberate attempt to achieve that. And part of us growing into adoption, the fullness of the gift of adoption, is to understand that Jesus has defeated all the power to operate on earth here without Jesus. Without you. We have what it takes to deal with the challenge of life. Jesus did not come to say all the challenges that we face in life is going to be eradicated. No. But what he did was to raise us to have what it takes to take many challenges of life. 
This is wisdom. You know, we pray against tongues and they trouble to give tongues. And we think God is not answering our prayer. And we have a hopeful path that one day God will remove the tongues. If you begin to understand that God does not just take away the sickness, even when He heals you, sickness can still come back to you. Two of us. Yes. Even though He protects you, there are times to see you come back again. But He has brought us to a realm where He wants us to grow to the dimension where sickness cannot bring us down. The patients cannot bring us down. That's the vision just wants us to walk in. And so He sends a church that will come to a point in their journey of life on earth here. Where they will take charge of the affairs of life. That is called dominion. I will see that today, um, you know, perfectly well in the gospel. Jesus, after he has spent a time thousand who were satisfied, he made the disciples of getting the report. This action of Jesus today is a parabolic action, it's a parabolic action. He has used his action to communicate a mystery which the disciples thought. And today, the whole thing is set up on that. So, we have grown into perfect adoption of the Spirit in Christ. He sent the disciples across the sea. He knew what he was going to do. He got the boat and crossed. They didn't ask him, Master, how are you going to come? Will he come and then get those boats and start alone? No. That was meant. He asked to cross the sea. He said, in the big ocean. He said, cross. I will come later. They leave in mind. Then how will you come? Are you going to get a, a, a transport and woman to cross you? Or to tell the name of their life on this simple mind. They just continued. And then they began to have issues along the way. And even as they had issues, they didn't even ask themselves, why did Jesus not join us? What is he going to do then? He can pray even while we are going. Sometimes he prays in the boat. None of them even ask that question. Then they were battling in the waves and the storm that was hitting them so much. Amen. Yeah. They left at about 6 p.m. in the evening. So cross. 6 to 9, 3 hours. 9 to 12, 6 hours. 12 to 3, how many hours? Because huh? they said at the fourth watch of the night, that's when Jesus came. So it went between 3 and 6 in the morning. That means they have spent nine hours in the water. And so try that they were battling the waves and the storm. That was a church. He sent the church across the sea. Now when he died, and has fed us with the oppression of the blood, the Bible says he has sent to heaven. Now he has sent us and said, Go. Go to the whole world, proclaim the good news. That the church prophetically is sent out. And the church will be what? The church will meet with turbulence. The church will meet with what? Waves. Why waves? So the things we see in the church happen today is normal. Amen? Yeah. Our prayer said, Jesus, come and tell the story. He's not going to tell any stories. Now, to tell them his own mindset, because we must understand the way he thinks and how he sees us. Jesus knew they have issues. Two of us. Good. And then what happened? Why do we see battling on the wave and the storm and they will say, oh, we find it was here now. They will do what he did before. They stop the waves and so they went and drop. They will like, really try it and see if it was here. And just left them. You must let it. You must let it. He left them. And then from the storm to the night, he began to walk on the same storm, on the same wave, 
was even passing by leaving the Lakotin. Wow. What is he communicating? Amen. They were in the wave. The wave was thinking, the storm was hitting them. And Jesus majestically was walking. He don't even care. They were supposed to arrive before him, but now he's arriving before them. In your mind, what is Jesus doing? What do you think Jesus was doing by that action? That is why men, you say, ah, this is a ghost causing this storm in the water. Since John said, no, it's like it's the Lord. Essential because John is strong, and so you'll see again and you try to roll, the night is not to play again. And you know, every many hours in the wave, on the water, it's really cloudy. And Peter was provoked. Lord, if you are the one, tell me to come for goodness sake. What is the meaning of all this nonsense? Why are you struggling that you are there? If you are the one, ask me to come. Peter did not care if it means losing his life. But the important thing here is people of God. What is Jesus communicating by his action? What do you think? Any answer? Please, somebody get that report. I want to be there together. Please read again. Okay, all right, go ahead. Can we see you start up? My understanding is that Jesus is telling his um, apostles to take dominion of their environments. Ah, okay. Take dominion to have control, have peace. Okay, another person is this. <laughs> I'm sure they were praying inside that boat, eh? I'm sure they were having all IVGs. Eh? Oh God, may you come against this and do not pass by. Any time we are praying, we pass by. Yes? Jesus will get you. Twice again. My understanding is that Jesus is telling them that in the midst of the challenges of life that he's always going to. Yeah, you'll solve the problem of the explaining the problem. Another person? Yeah. Are you sure they didn't invite him? They must have called him separately. They knew that even if he was unhealthy there, he should know that they are in trouble and he should intercede. Are we? What do you mean, What is the reason why he can be, at least maybe he can appear there waiting for them? But he saw them see the way he passed by them so they will see him. He was still passing in a movie. They saw him. He wanted to show himself that he was in a storm with them too. Yes? What action? Please let us spend our answers because after we will not Yes? Okay. Okay. I'm finishing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want you now as you continue responding. Can you make a connection between his actions 
by walking by the way, and then Peter go down there and say, Lord, if you are the one, ask him to come. And Jesus asked him to come. Let's go. My understanding is Jesus Christ was telling them that they can find the personality people when they are stoned and stoned around them. Okay. Yes. I know you have salt in your life right now. Okay. You have salt, right? You have waves eating your heart right now. And we pray and say, Oh Lord, take the story. The last thing again. Yes. Right, mom. And my only understanding is that they are only focusing on the grace that's not focusing on taking that they are suffering, and that's why they want. For them to realize that they should help. Oh, you started well. Before the sudden, you just. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is telling us that we should step out, that we should step out of our own boat, that follow him in his footsteps. That in some cases there are some breakthroughs we might not experience, but we cannot record it. So that's why he said that you should follow the one he said to do it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, okay. Everything, just all the possible points of reflection. And I don't understand that Jesus is teaching us, having been with him, the apostles, they've been discipled, he expects them, haven't been taught that. If they have just followed all through this teaching, they have to overcome that stuff because they have been with him. He has taught them everything and invested in them how to overcome them. Okay, let's just go from there. You can see. Okay, go to something. All right, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I think Jesus is trying to teach us that through his um, teaching, and that they should take authority and make experts in whatever he has invested in them before they do. Okay, that's a good one. Now, go, go, listen. Jesus has been teaching them. He has been convicted a lot of them. This time, he sent them out to go and face the stark reality of life. The church was sent not just to come and preach and go. The church was sent into the storm. The church is not the building. The church is not the actual thing. You are the church. So when we say the church, let your mind articulate the point very clear. You are the church. Jesus has sent you out. They are sent you out into the world. He said, I'm sending like a sheep among us, wolves. You must have that mentality. As a Christian, if you want to keep your identity and work with Christ, you must know that you must experience problems. You must experience the wide width of the enemy that will come your way. And he has asked us to step out. And now we are there in the midst of a trouble, Jesus will not show up. Have this in your mind now. At the peak of your trouble, Jesus will only be around watching you. It's a hard teaching, but we now have to learn it. At the peak of a challenge of life, tell the Lord, take this wisdom. Jesus will be around you, but you won't go and solve the problem. Why? Because 
but he expects you to do something with what has put you from He wants you to learn to mount the affairs of your life and subdue it. So in your prayer closet, as you pray, learn this, that after you must have prayed, what we pray? We pray to be able to get what we call a descending position of God. A forensic mind of God. What is God's stand concerning this? Once your mind aligns with his mind and you know it, then you are going to take action. You don't ask him to take action. That's why Peter was so provoked. You are praying against the storm. You are walking in the storm. How many is your life? Ask me to come. Jesus no waste time. Peter did not fast. Peter did not pray all night prayers. He only obeyed the words of Jesus. He stepped out. He walked on the water. The troubles that defiled us remain strong because we give too much attention to them. We talk about it so much. We inflate it so much. If you know the kind of trouble I have, you'll not be talking like this. Why would you not want to visit? As Peter was provoked, Peter Bell, his prayer changed. He's no longer all Lord, help us. Oh Lord, ask me to come to you. We are praying, Lord, it's time for us to step out. Let us step into the trouble and say, Trouble, where are you? And when the children step in, I love the picture so much. Look at Jesus and the first apostle. Look at them walking on the same storm and the waves. Instead of the waves drawing attention, now they were drawing attention on the waves again and the storm. And the storm increased his rage. And all of a sudden, Peter began to be afraid again. And as fear hit his soul, his feet could not sustain the integrity of the hardness of the world. You don't know your heart condition determines your position today. No matter how you pray, if you like pray all day, if your heart condition does not connect to this type of faith stability, you will still sin. Jesus was still standing in the same water. Peter was sinking in the same water. What happened? Did the water change? Praise the Lord. Did the water change? Then what happened? Did Peter's leg change? What happened? They say water. One is sinking. One is standing. Shall we be the man? You know, when people are suffering, when you see people having issues in life, before you know it, you start getting afraid and say, I don't know. This symptom will come to me. You will think it's about physical life. It's about the condition of your heart in connection to God. Jesus was in the same water, standing, still. Peter was still sinking. Water did not change. Their legs did not change. The wind did not change, the storm did not change, but the heart changed. Anytime your heart changed, your system changes. Are you top? Because your heart. Are you down? Because your heart. Though the Bible now says in Proverbs, I say, God, your heart is all diligent, for out of it is the issues of life. Everything that happens to you starts with your heart. Everything. Poverty. 
comes from your heart. Pain comes from your heart. Everything that runs your life today all began their journey in the depths of your heart. If your heart has a shallow investment, your life will be shallow spiritually. If your life is, if your heart is full of heavy investment of the things of the spirit, your life will be heavy. The amount of the energy you command in the spirit is determined by the quality of the things of the spirit your heart has trans. That's why true words not cash, true words not human pounds and naira. True words is the energy of God your soul has trans. And from wait upon the Lord in prayer, that's going to transcend our business and trust the kingdom of God in our soul. What is the proof of this thing? That's why I pray. It's all God that will grow into what perfect and doctrine and have access you know, to the inheritance given to us. Because it's going to grow in the direction you can lay hold on the inheritance. They have been given to us, allotted to you as a member of the body of Christ. But there's a maturity required of you to assess it and manifest it. That's why it will cost you certain things in life. Your Christian coin was cost you certain things in life. You cannot just be ordinary. You cannot just be doing the same thing every day. No, there must be a transformation. There must be a growth. You must grow out of certain level and enter that level to see things happen in your life. Peter stepped out and then walked on the water. I said, if I go to heaven, the first time I asked Peter, that thing was the water. How, how was it? Please describe it. Was the water as hard as the ground? Or was it still soft and it was also spinning? I don't know. It just, just water and mud on the ground. It just pour water here and you walk on it. You know, it's like before, right? And then talk about water itself, the way water is. But as his heart changed, he began to sink. Thanks be to God, he called upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Jesus held his hand, and he was not smiling his hand. Watch. It was a word of rebuke. He held his hand and said, Why did he die? He rebuked him. If he didn't hold him, he thought I'd sign and die. Peter would enter the water and the water would engulf him. The mystery of death would beat him up. He rebuked him and said, Why did you Don't take my company. And immediately Peter came back his courage. And the water again came. Sign of God. What are we doing here? I don't know why I'm blessed, eh? I don't know why I'm blessed, though. I have discovered that life is what it is to do because of here. Not because many devils. Where was the storm at this point? Where was the waves? Where was that devil caused that to rouse in the waters? Now, when faith was being demonstrated by the energy of God, they were now the onlookers. Why did you put ourselves to be going round and round, making the journey so long? When it's so short, by one simple spiritual principle of faith development. Growing in the word of God, to be able to know God personally, spiritually, connected to him. If the spirit flows to your heart, if your heart flows to him, it's called going on. You are too distracted. 
you will only be stopping the kingdom of Jesus. You will come to this realm where you believe that God is with you. You will step out and say, I won't pray about this anymore. All those prayers for the time, it's time for you to stop there. Step into them and act your way. And the things he creates around us are very stubborn situations. Very rebellious because they must carry, carry the character of the spirit that is past them. When we have an issue in your life, watch well. The more you resist that issue, the more it lends. And I say the thing is more intelligent than you. You are trying to resolve it, it's resisting. You know, rebellion is behind it. You're not dealing with the circumstances you are saying, you are dealing with the spirit. Every time your business is going down, you invest when it goes down. You invest, it goes down. You discipline yourself, it goes down. You know what, child of God, don't be foolish. Something is wrong somewhere. There's a spirit that needs to be tied to it. You don't pray against the spirit. You want, you resist the spirit. You resist the spirit. You are engaged the increments of life in God to resist. Many Christians pray, but many Christians don't know how to what? Resist. Let me show you how to resist. The Bible says faith works through love. You have to work in agape love. The type of love that you cannot offend. That's the ingredient of engagement through of love. When we talk about Jesus saying that we are condemned to love, we think it's a joke. If love was in the type of love where nothing can offend you again, you don't have the right intellect to resist. 90% of the trouble that resists you, prayer can push you away. The only thing that can push you away is resistance. You resist it by the quality of the energy of life. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Keep praying, don't walk in love. Let's see how it will come. It will come. The disciples, they brought a man, a, 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 a child who was born possessed, and they asked him to cast them out. They paid all the price in this world, not happening. But when Jesus came down from the mountain of communion and divine intimacy and love, the demon will even perceive the armor of intimacy in Jesus. Bringing here the two has a reaction. Out he left. He resisted those demons. He didn't pray against you. Ah, you demon, I pray against you. You need to go. You can waste your life. And the demons of the last age, they have grown so used to our prayers that the more you pray, the more you should be about it. Amen. Amen. Have you seen somewhere that we pray for someone? The first thing I pray for fast, how many people pray? Okay, that's not serious. So the fourth dimension that God is bringing us to as a church to face the diseases of life is to be to pray this dimension of faith. This type of life. Contain yourself to love. Let go of wrongs and offenses. Because the last one of the enemy against the church. Jesus prayed that the days of flesh will prevail. The devil can happen. Prove us. Behind it. 
He knows a prayer will be made against him. And he will do everything. He knows. So he will go for the thing that will help him bring down the church. Bring you down. He knows that if he brings opposing, he will say no. He knows that if he brings any scandal, he will say no. But he will go after a very infinite that sustains the supernatural life. And that was the seed of the Lord that paid the Lord. The Lord that does not be just me. The Lord that forgives and never cast the wrong anymore. The, the Lord that does never cast the wrong in the past. The Lord that brings our service. The Lord that brings our consecration. The Lord that God heals. The Lord that is needy. The Lord that is humble. The Lord that is submissive. The Lord, above all, the Lord that is foolish. The Lord that never argues. The Lord that never gets angry. Even when I offend someone, he leaves something angry. Not because he's not feeling it, but because he's so sensitive and he says it's inside the heart. That's the Lord that will prepare this type of dimension. Because if the Lord is not there, fear will come. And when fear comes, you are dominating. Peter had been trained. But because he was still walking in that dimension in a, in a, in a, in a very little way. That's why that was attacking. And then he was watching. I see some people here coming up to the new dimension and then Jesus Christ. Who walk in this because this is the will of the Father. You need to deal with it that breaks you down. It's it that sinks you. You know, when, when you want to drown a thing, they tie everyone on it and it will go down. Cut away the heavy loads. The thing that sinks you, that brings gates in your heart every day. You will know it's lifting you up. Why not give it up? Let it go for goodness sake and be free. Why do I have demons to make you a place of their interaction? The demons of heart will come and take hold of your heart. The demons of offense will come and take hold of your heart. The demons of gossip will come and take hold of your tongue. The demons of pride will come and take hold of your brain and be running the faculties of your life that God gave you. The image of God defying you, using it for kinds of things. I think it's a personality. No, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. We must evict it. We must trash it. We must remove all this and walk in the sinfulness of heart. Because they learn from me if I'm what? I'm mean and humble of heart. That is why he will walk with the monkeys. He was so like the spirit. So that heavy in the spirit, as much as there's gifts or heart are heavy in the spirit, you will sin anytime. As long as there's no forgiveness, you will sin if you like pay tomorrow. Which will come and see that guy by your heart. They will stop you, they hide that your headbands. They think that God has been taken, you can take of it. Because your enemies are within the ambience of your blessing. Let me say he prepares a banquet for me where? You must resist the enemy to take your banquet. They will stop your promotion. They will stop your happiness. They will stop your peace because you have the with them to be a slave. As adopted sons who are sons no longer slaves, who be liberated, our light will shine. Our light will shine. Not just materially, but supernaturally. Spiritually, we must grow in the wealth of God. We must grow in the wealth of humility. We must grow in the wealth of faith, living faith. We must keep on the course of many calls. Spiritually, when anyone assesses you, you are so rich in the spirit. That's the call of God for our lives. We must sustain this integrity. This is what is waiting for you. He's saying, go ahead. 
I will meet you on that side. When he sees you and you're praying about the, the things of this world, he leaves you. There's something more important in life. Let me say, whoever lives, you know, says, seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I want to have it. Every other thing in life. Why can't we pay that one? We are divided. Our hands are here. Our faces are facing here. You can't look at, you can't look at two things at the same time. You see, I look at one, and you find the other, or you look at the other, and then you get the other. That means if you face the kingdom, you say every other thing will be added unto you. I like that of the sense. Where I face the hope of God, I face serving my God, I face living the life of him to live while he provides for me. David read that bread when he says, The God is my shepherd. I shall not want. To conclude that prayer, he says, Surely. No, I'll follow follow me. It's the reality. Even your enemies will be coerced to help you. He said in Isaiah 6, he says, I will make nations serve you. At the brink of pressure and difficulty, you know, we pray. Someone will know where we are. Someone will to share my personal testimonies. But I know I'm connected to the people. Even for people like you, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. You only know a part of this. The, the, the whole world, you don't even know about. But as we face the pressure of life, dimensions will come up. You have trained the world how many days, how many Train yourself. Train yourself and wait for the day. It is a version of God that will come down. We metamorphose and bring a version of faces. It is a training that comes as we walk with the Lord. Time is not this time is not a time for pleasure. It is a time for training. But when the day of reckoning comes, you will manifest that you are doing the place of training all these days. When they talk, when the body is talk loud. So Jesus today is reminding the church and saying, Torment will come. I'll give a word that the against of shall not today, but they will die. And many will fall away. For those who sustain shall be one among you. As the torment has become, why couldn't others join him? They were arguing now. Peter, don't go. This is the gospel. We are not sure of Jesus. They argued that. Peter had to throw away his life to walk with them. And then they made the same. He was corrected him. And then they I was just wondering how did he walk back without God? The same way he went, would that be the same way he came back? Alright, they don't bring it here. The first one, he was doing it out of faith, eh? Then they attacked him. He sang. He then saw them. Christ saved him now. Now, as his faith was restored back. I'm trying to say, let us go up to the boat. I'm praying. The boat is starting to go. So, Jesus, I've been saying now. And other disciples were watching. There are individual favors. There are general favors. Me, I like the individual favors. When you walk around, he will take you on the ride and show you things about how to do And show the counter. Change the life. The point is right. Don't pray now. Say resistance. Resistance. Just keep praying. Grow in the word of God. 
grow inside to the kingdom. Receive the cost of the world and the deception. What are you pursuing? Anything you want to But you copy one of them. Anything the world shows up there, you know, stares you up, carries your heart. Anything you see, hey! But the things of God do not inspire you. Do not move you. From today, that dimension is changing your life. Amen. The appetite of the things of God will be ignited. Your faith level will begin to increase. So stay this blessing with commitment, with diligence, with some level of seriousness in your life. Don't look by the right, don't look by the left. Don't allow any distraction come your way. The devil will come through many means, but don't listen to him. Then focus. Who do you want to Jesus? The Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be very right now. Appreciate this word that has started your soul. That was there for you. Begin my own story. I'm going to challenge you that I'm eating right now. And I'm going to say things that you should not have said. You've complained. You've allowed your attitude to be distorted. Because of the situations, problems in families, all kinds of bad feelings have been deleted in relationships. Because of situations, your acts have changed. You are beginning to see yourself doing things that you are not going to do before. The devil has confused a lot of people. Through the toughness that put their way, arguments, mindsets, different ways they are shaped with hearts of people. Look like it was so low and sorry. Like Peter, Jesus is saying, Why do you come? Why are you complaining? Why are you grudging? Why are you making yourself so little? In what way have you complained the power of God in your life? How many times have you resisted the Holy Spirit to help you to walk on the water? Peter and the Lord spoke of but many times we need to walk alone. We cause hurts, pain. We cause disturbance. Precious Holy Spirit, heal us. Touch us, break us. Take away things that cause pain in our hearts. It will be a new story in our lives. Just take your heart. Connect yourself to the Lord Jesus. He's passing again as we go. See us in the bottom of the church. All the troubles that are coming to us. He wants us to obey. He wants us to come up here. He wants us to leave our comfort zones. He wants us to learn to resist. Time to take actions. He wants us to leave the boat and step into the water. He wants us to understand that he is our only security. Life is not in the boat. Life is with Jesus. Hope is not in our boat. Hope is in Jesus. Confidence is not in our money. But confidence is in his saving grace. The journey of life is not successful only in the boat. It's with Jesus. Without the boat, you can make it kind of joy. Without your comfort, you can make it kind of joy. That you think that will save you will not save you. Only Jesus can save you. 
Only Jesus can save you. Only Jesus can assure us of our blessing. Only Jesus can restore us. Today, he rebukes the church for doubting his power. He rebukes his people for doubting their ability. Peter is the head of the church. He gave him presentation. As we come to the feet, we will repent and be provoked in the supernatural.